Hey everybody, welcome to episode 9. Today we're going to talk about storytelling. So, the real question is this. What does it take to make the gospel come to life? If you are struggling with what you believe, or if you do believe, but you want to feel the truth on a deeper level, or even if you are experienced in your faith and you want to deepen your relationship with Christ even further, what steps can all of us take to not just bring the gospel to life, but to cause the gospel to bring life into us? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Robbins, and welcome to Bringing the Gospel to Life. Hey everybody, hope you're having a great day. Just another day in quarantine for us. And so, um, I just was thinking, so I know over the next few weeks, um, a lot of people are going to be just kind of stuck at home, either reading books or watching movies, because that's what we've been doing. Um, Yesterday, we ended up watching the real-life version of Aladdin. And I got to thinking uh, that this would be a topic that would be very helpful for people, especially during these next couple weeks when we're all just going to be kind of stuck at home. And I want to kind of give you an exercise that you can do over the next few weeks that if you can learn to master this, then the gospel will definitely come to life for you, and especially your scripture and general conference reading. Um, But one of the skills that each of us needs to be able to develop in order to cause the gospel to come to life is the art of storytelling and even if you're not going to be the one who does much of the storytelling even if you're going to be just you know in classes at church or listening to people in sacrament meetings or just kind of listening and come follow me you have to become a good storyteller or at least a good story listener if you really want the gospel to come to life and here is why Um, as you know Uh, The Savior teaches in parables and in stories all the time, and as humans, we are just completely wired to learn through stories. You see that through small children, through school, like there's just so much evidence that storytelling and story listening is one of the, just, it's just completely ingrained into the human race, right? And, um... One of the biggest things I've seen and that I've experienced is that whenever I am not, the gospel is not coming to life for me, it's because I'm being a bad storyteller. And let me kind of explain. So um, when I was early on in my teaching career, I was still a student teacher and I had one of the senior teachers come walk into the back of the room. And you know how it is whenever you're doing something and someone walks in, you just kind of freeze up and you start to panic. But he stayed there for the rest of the lesson. As I taught this lesson, we were teaching somewhere in the book of Acts about when Paul um, is getting broken out of jail by the angels. And I taught that lesson. And at the end of the lesson, I went to the back of the room and he asked me, he's like, how do you think that lesson went? I was like, obviously it, it didn't feel great at all. And he said, you want to know why? And I said, why? And he said, it's because you're boring. And it was just like, boom, huge slap in the face. And, um, He's like, the problem with most people is that the gospel just doesn't come to life for them because they're absolutely boring. He's like, if each of us could learn to just live in the moment and just, you know, play up the drama and play up the action, then the scriptures and the church would be so much more interesting to us. And I was like, okay, give me a, give me an example. He's like, you just taught Paul breaking out of prison and you did nothing to kind of help people live in the moment like consider this you are an apostle you are the prophet you are you are the <clears throat> you're one of the senior apostles right and you're breaking out of jail like think about that like think about how nervous he must have been think about all the things that would have happened to him back in the culture if he'd got caught like 
like just consider an apostle breaking out of jail. He's like, think about, you know, if Elder Holland had got thrown in jail, the absolute ridiculousness of that in the first place, but then the concept of him breaking out of jail, like think about that. And it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, that is cool. And it makes the story absolutely come to life. And like, we just, we see this all the time that like, and I, as I've started to do this, as I become a good storyteller, like the scriptures and like the, my church experience is just so much more interesting. So for example, like I said, I watched the live, act, live action Aladdin last night and you can tell that movie and that story in two different ways, right? So here's way number one. Way number one. So there's this guy and he's a thief and he ends up getting a crush on the princess in the palace and then he gets caught and then in order to get out, he tries to go into the cave to get a magical lamp. He ends up getting the lamp. He has a genie. He has three wishes. Uh, long story short, the bad guy... He eventually turns him into a genie, traps him in his own lamp, and then he gets the girl at the end of the movie, the end. And that is how so many of us approach uh, reading the general conference talks and approach reading the scriptures. Like, it's just like, we do nothing to live in the moment, like, to become good storytellers, right? Uh, the beauty of Aladdin, right, the whole thing is when he, he starts to become puffed up and, like, he starts to think he's awesome and then he's, like, not going to... He's not going to give Genie his final wish. And it's just like, oh, like what a jerk. Like, why would he do that? And if we have got to master this, um, I'll give a couple examples. So a lot of people just read through, you know, Omni, Jerem, Words of Mormon, that kind of thing. And without fail, every single gospel lesson I go to about that is um, people are always kind of make the joke. They're like, Haha, they didn't write much. They must not have been super obedient. And ah, oh, that's that's a bad storytelling way to learn. So, I mean, can you think? Can you think about it? Like, have you ever tried to write a concise message in in like just one verse, or have you ever tried to portray something important in as few words as possible? It's hard. And like in in Jeremiah and Omni in particular, you know, we have all these writers who construct hundreds of years of history in just a, like a page or two and like that is so impossible to do like we are so bad at that we always want to talk for hours and hours and keep explaining things and it's so hard to portray things concisely in just a few pages and like there's this skill of being able to um like, think about that, like, how, I mean, you can learn from that, like, how, how concisely are you able to portray your gospel testimony? And can you do it in just a few sentences and do it powerfully? See, like, like, that brings a totally different light to, to those chapters, because I did it in a good storytelling way. I'll give you another example, a lot of people are going to be moving into King Benjamin's speech this week and stuff like that. And, um, like, people read that one and they focus on just all these things. But like, if you read King Benjamin's speech and he talks about how I, I work on my own just so that um, you guys don't have to pay me to be the king. Like, imagine that. Like, imagine being the king and having a full-time job at the same time. And, you know, if King Benjamin's supposed to be like this model for how this model and supposed to teach us about the savior like what can that teach us there's this guy who has a full-time job while he's being the king well maybe this is a shadow of how um how much christ does for us all the time he's working for us all the time without any payment from us 
like just consider that you know when you're a good storyteller all of a sudden you can learn something about Christ that people just kind of skip right over and so um, that's just something I kind of want to invite people to start doing over this next week is as you're reading stories and as you're watching movies um, with your family or whoever you're stuck in your house with like pay attention to how good storytelling causes the story to come to life and how you start to learn principles and lessons not because of what's happening but because the storytelling is done well then you will start doing that in your own gospel study you'll learn to really get dramatic when when Nephi's brothers want to kill him right like that's like we we go over that one so much but think about it like you sleep every night wondering if your brothers are going to come attack you at some point like all of first Nephi and second Nephi Nephi's doing while he's probably feeling unsafe for his own soul and how many of us have ever felt in a place where we're unsafe and still are able to be spiritual like that is so hard and so we can learn something completely new from Nephi if we will just learn the art of storytelling and imagining and 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 empathizing and putting ourselves in their shoes like these these things will come to life so that's my challenge uh, over these next couple weeks as you're stuck and you're watching a lot of movies and stuff pay attention to good storytelling and all and then start applying what you learn to your scripture study and your your gospel life and I promise that we'll do more to bring the gospel to life than a whole lot of other things um, that I've ever seen so hope that helps let me know what you think as always and we'll see you guys on the next one